an instrument, a part of a gore worldwide. A gore worldwide. A gore worldwide. Counter economics. Agorist strip. Black market click. Move a quick flip. Can't regulate this. Agorist strip. Black market click. Move a quick flip. Can't regulate this. Agorist. This is the Agorist Next Podcast. I'm Brandon. I've got my great co-host, Dag. How you doing, Dag? I'm doing excellent, man. How you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. We want to give everyone some news. And, uh, you know, as an Agorist, I think markets are extremely important. So we've got a lot of market news, even if it's like somewhat statist markets. A lot of things can... And we, we do have some stuff that's like that Agorist use a lot, like silver. So we'll, we'll cover silver. Um and we're bringing but, down the system so <laughs> yeah and we're bringing down the system with that one that's right and yeah and then then some of it's just kind of like status markets but i i believe that looking at status markets we can learn a lot from it and then it does sometimes how do i want to put this it does sometimes affect us in our daily lives too so but yeah before we get into it huge shout out to pre-search as always they're definitely keeping us going um, I, I can't personally thank them enough. And uh, and not only that, but they've got a great product where you can earn cryptocurrency for searching and not get spied on. So that alone is like a no brainer. And on top of that, you've got my favorite dark mode. So, uh, and pre-search dark mode just looks great, especially if you're, you know, in a, in a, a more low light situation, you don't have the white bright, stuff in your face all the time but yeah definitely love pre-search uh check them out we've got affiliate links if you'd like to support us and and you know that not only helps us but it also shows pre-search that we're worth sponsoring so yeah Yeah. that that would be you know i can't thank you enough for doing that dude i've got quite a bit of pre-search tokens just from searching accumulated at this point you know it's like you get a little bit every time you use it and you know you're like oh this will never add up to anything and it's like I don't know, man. Like I've got like over 70 of them just from searching and it's like, I'm like, okay, they're, that's actually worth like some money, you know, like that's actually like a few bucks. Right. And it's like, you can't say that about like any other search engine, you know, that I end up getting something, you know, out of the deal and it's a great product all around. So super cool. You know, I was actually, I logged into float today and I caught like, when I say the tail end, I mean, the last like three seconds of, uh, I think it was Colin on there doing a, doing a live stream about pre-search. And I was so bummed that like I missed it, you know, but it was just cool to see them like, oh, hey, I know those guys, you know. Yeah, man. Yeah, I was I was doing the same thing. I, I did a lot of searches like when pre-search was like a penny and then it shot up to like 10 cents. And I'm like, well, I've actually got an and amount it, you know, of pre-search. It adds up over time, you know, just just the amount of using. Like I said, I can't believe I'm up to so many. Like it just, you know, <laughs> just happens. But, you know, when you search, you know, 37 times a day. It, uh, <laughs> right? it adds up pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, it does. And uh, you know, who knows where where there's a there's a max supply of, of pre-search tokens. So who knows where the price could be? I mean, if it shoots up to a dollar fifty or, or two dollars a coin, you know, who who knows how much money yeah. you'll get just by it's searching. Cool. Yeah. Well, it's really interesting the you know, the the crypto I don't know if we get hung up on this too much tonight, but like just the, the cryptos that are really like utility, like really specific utility purpose, you know, something so like the pre-search coin you know it's you know used you know for like their um average advertising and everything so it's like you know that's sort of a big part you know a big part if not what gives it you know value is just really interesting compared to let's say something that people might use more for like day-to-day regular trade i guess like uh the the library you know lbry token i forget the whatever what they call it um 
but you know, like that has a real specific use among that sort of ecosystem. And it's just, it's just interesting, man. This is just such a, just crypto and, you know, blockchain in general, there's just so many amazing new things and concepts and stuff. It's just like, I don't want to sound too corny, but it's just like the fucking future. It's like, we're really seeing something really cool here. And, you know, I don't know. I hope that's Yeah. And yeah, we are seeing something cool and people usually benefit by getting in earlier so yeah oh, yeah if i have one more person tell me you know oh i'll probably miss the boat you know i don't want to sound too cliche but i just want to go have fun being poor you know <laughs> like yeah you go, i'm just not even gonna bother because i missed the boat it's like dude like it's it's currency that's gonna get value like you're never missing a boat until you know you're wheelbarrowing your cash around to buy stuff <laughs> you know <laughs> exactly um so. so with that said guys we'll we'll move on here but we really do love pre-search for sure thank you thank you to them that they're they're keeping us alive and uh and we're able to produce content because of them so but with that said what do we want to get into first dag i think um 3d printing right yeah i get this a 3d printing uh article here that i got a kick out of and it really actually kind of struck me um when i when i saw it it's a uh, it's pretty new. It's from the 21st. Uh, the, uh, the title is fingerprint for 3d printer accurate 92% of the time. And this is actually something that I thought of, or, I mean, it's not a unique thought, but I noticed, I, I guess like I say, I was using my printer and I printed a couple items and I noticed among the, the items that had a similar pattern on it. And basically what it was, was there was like a piece of trash, um, in one of the rails on my printer. So it was causing this artifact in the same spot. And I, I got to thinking, I'm like, dude, like, I bet you they can forensics, uh, look at a bullet, compare it to another bullet came out of different guns, you know, blah, blah, blah. I was like, man, I bet you they could really use something like this to really, you know, link you to things or link printers to particular items that they don't like or they want to be linked to for some reason. And that's not actually how this one works. But anyhow, all I did was I cleaned the rails and got rid of that. So, you know, um, keep your printers clean. <laughs> um, but but basically, there's this uh, there's this professor and he sees this big problem with 3D printers that you can make all sorts of scary things like guns and illegal assault rifles and using his wording. And also he sees it as a threat to intellectual property. So he's trying to come up with ways that we can actually like fingerprint these things. And one of the things that he's done is he sort of did, he wrote a paper about it. And basically he's able to look at a print, determine what brand of hot end extruder, et cetera, made the print. And then within that they're actually able to supposedly with 92 percent accuracy figure out what printer made the item so let's say they have 40 you know printers of the same brand and style and they're able to match which ones print you know certain things so he's like okay this is great because you know people making stuff that you should be making because of ip or you know illegal scary weapons uh you know they're able to, to track them and i mean like i don't know dude it's just the wording of people like like this is just so so creepy you know um basically you know he throws out there oh 3d printers are a national security issue they threaten intellectual property rights which you know is silly all the way around because of course 3d printers aren't actually you know you're not able to they okay this technology makes it easier right but it's like people aren't gonna just start being violent because 3d printers exist you know we make the same argument with guns you know just because guns are around you know doesn't mean that people are gonna be violent you know they're gonna be violent either way right but yeah man it's a uh, it's it, it's just kind of funny uh, let's see here okay here's something that's really great that he says and this just shows you where his mind's at Jin, the gentleman in question uh compared the process to using a laptop to write a letter because software exists that can track keystrokes an observer can see every step that went into the letter including the writer's unique writing style similarly because of the unique properties of each 3d printer's extruder a researcher can examine the specific manner in which a 3d printed object was made 
compared to a database of various extruders until a match is made. So uh, once the model printers identified the purchaser said model could be tracked down if they had, say, used the printer to build an illegal assault rifle. So just his whole comparison with the laptop, like it's just no big deal. Like, hey, look, we have software that could just track keystrokes, you know, on people's laptops and we can just see about how they write letters, you know, like, like that's not already like a creepy like invasion of privacy that he's just saying it like that, you know. Um, but then also when he says use a printer to build an illegal assault rifle, we go down the same argument that you do with like 80% lowers. Well, you know, you don't do the whole rifle. So, you know, what may or may not be illegal about it was just a part that isn't a regulated part, et cetera. Doesn't matter anyhow. But he goes on and sort of wraps up by saying that what he wants to do is have a way to where printers have to have some sort of watermark. So when they print something, they will be identifiable, not just by the brand, but by the actual serial number itself. Uh, now, of course, this would take some sort of incredible government act, you know, to make that like a law. Of course, these things are made all over the world. Uh, people could always just build their own, you know, there's really nothing they could do about it if people wanted to get a, if people wanted to get around it, you know, uh, but, but it's interesting. And I definitely think we're going to see a lot of a lot of talk like this, you know, coming up, you know, talk about 3D printing guns and stuff has obviously been been pretty hot lately in, you know, political circles. And there are 3D, there are 3D printer, um, like non-KYC. Um, we do know a guy, uh, Saul yeah, Mayweather's um, got a 3D printer, go burr. Yeah, it's definitely a good, a good way to go. And when people are talking yeah, about get stuff a, like this, you know. Yeah, get a 3D printer that's, you know, they won't know. Okay, we, we know that's this brand, but we don't know where it came from. You know, type and of 3D printing is funny because it's like it, the vast majority of people that own them are just, you know, hobbyists or they're printing miniatures or it's for fun. And they're not doing I mean, not that printing like guns or anything is illegal, but, you know, they're not doing stuff like that with them, you know. Um, but it is nice to have the option of just, you know, like, oh, I just don't want them to know, you know, even for like, you know, like building some of the um, some of the 3D printed guns, like sourcing parts and everything like you know, you buy the stuff from Alibaba or whatever, or you might be able to find it locally, you know, if you want to put in the legwork to find some of these odd parts. And it's like, yeah, by itself, none of the stuff is like illegal, but it's almost like, oh man, do I really want to order this combination of stuff, <laughs> you know, all at once from Alibaba or something, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, you want to be, you want to be mindful, I guess, you know, again, even if you're not doing something illegal in this sense, it's like, I don't know, man, I just, I don't yeah, know. I mean, I don't end up on another list. Yeah, well, well, what, let's say you do end up, and and here's the problem with this. Let's say you you make a you make something for a friend, right? And whatever that item may may be, let let's say that item is is somehow associated with the crime scene somehow. Then they're tracing it back to you. So it's it's kind of like a even if you're not doing anything wrong type of scenario. It's you still it's don't. Like, yeah, yeah, it's it's like it's like just because I'm not doing anything illegal doesn't mean I want you to search my home because the thing is, is that there's so many laws out there that I'm pretty sure. And you know, the average person breaks like what three laws three a day felonies or, a day. Yeah. yeah. Three <laughs> felonies a day or something. So, I mean, so even though I'm not doing any, anything wrong, it doesn't mean I want you to search my house because I'm sure you could find something in my house. That's, you know, breaking some kind of stupid law. And besides, there's so many laws now with county, state, and fed. There's over like 200,000 laws per person. The question that I like to ask people is if, if you inputted every single law into a robot and that robot was to enforce all those laws, would you want that robot living with you? And, you know, 
even uh, strict Democrats say absolutely not. So, you know, even, yeah, exactly. Even if you're not doing anything wrong, you still don't want to be tracked because of just, you know, even if you're just helping a friend and you you make him a part or something, you could be putting yourself into a bad situation. Yeah, it could be unwitting too. Like, I mean, one of my biggest fears is like buying a used car and there being like some sort of like something from like a crime, you know, <laughs> like hidden in it and you don't even know, you know, or like, or what if you buy the printer secondhand, you know, and the dude who had it before you was, you know, making lowers or something, you know, and you never even made them, but it's going to match your printer, you know? So there's just so much like, like, you know, and even like you were alluding to, they're like, you know, false. It's easy to a lot of times circumstantially it's, it can be easy to look guilty, you know, and it's like, even when something doesn't, you know, isn't your fault and it's, you know, or you, you know, like happening upon a crime scene, you know, like I actually know a guy who, um, his friend had like, like he was like, he was going to meet his friend and his friend had like had a heart attack and like drowned in the lake and he's sitting there waiting for his friend and didn't know he had like drowned and died. Anyhow, called the cops when couldn't find him. It was just the guy's car was there and they, suspected him like they brought him in for questioning and this and that that he had killed his friend you know and i'm like dude that is just terrifying you know to think that you know like things like that um you know shawshank redemption kind of thing um it's my worst nightmare sorry went off on a tangent about it <laughs> it reminds so, me of the the whole dna stuff like um like what is it An- i think ancestry.com's doing like a dna mm, thing or yeah, like 23 and me and yeah. um Oh, and just a note, guys, you can actually, if you want to do a, um, a DNA thing, you don't, and I mean, I'm not saying like you want to do this, you know, you have it or whatever, but like, anyhow, you don't have to use your real name. Like you can just like, when you send it in or whatever, like you can send in just like initials or something. You don't have to use your name. So, you know, if you're going to do a, a ancestry or 23 or whatever they are, like at least don't put your name on the thing, you know? Yeah, probably not a good idea. Be and and this is what it reminds me of. It reminds me of that because police are are able to access those those databases and use your DNA against you. And they've done this several different times. I can't think of an example offhand, but there's a uh, there's a couple examples. And I like I've listened to podcasts about them, like the people involved talking about it. I just do not remember a name or anything. It's been a while. Yeah, do do you remember any examples offhand? I can I there was last like, time I heard one, of this was like, was like three years ago. Yeah, there was like a murder or something, and it was what it was was like they found like DNA and they found family members of the DNA they found at the crime scene. The person who the one that I heard, the per, like the criminal or the murderer or whatever, they hadn't had their DNA done, but one of their family members had, and they just saw that the DNA they found at the crime scene was related to this, and then they went and talked to the family members and put it together figured out who it was or, or whatever allegedly um it was something like that so you know again it wasn't like they found but if the guy had had a dna test by one of these places they would have found him directly you know so you know i've heard people say oh it's not creepy because they didn't you know find somebody directly by it i'm like well, it's the same thing <laughs> you know and uh and i mean hey and let's say i mean let's say we're in a in a free society i mean there... to say that dna companies and authorities wouldn't work together you know what i mean but if you know if we had a justice system that maybe actually you know um you know didn't have such a terrible success rate and a terrible rate of imprisoning innocent people and stuff like that maybe we wouldn't mind you know um, oh there was you know, an instance know. where where an innocent person got really hurt from it um okay i remember now i remember now uh i don't i don't have the article offhand at all but 
but basically the the police were able even though the guy was innocent the police were able to get a warrant because they went to a judge and said hey look we know this guy's dna so they were able to get a warrant and and completely destroy this guy's life and i forget the details of it but um but it was because he submitted like a a 23andme or, or ancestry you know dna test mm-hmm. so and they share that those databases are shared with police. So if you guys do do anything like that, make sure it's, you know, you're not putting your, a, a real name on it, you know, put, put Daffy duck or something, something, I don't know. But, uh, do like I did just to let all your family members do one. And then you don't, then you got a pretty good idea, you know? <laughs> yeah. I just I sh- my family members and put them up together. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's what so, I did too. I, like all my family members were doing it. I'm like, I'm not doing that. And uh, yeah, but let me see your results. <laughs> yeah. And so I know all my stuff because all my family. Yeah. It's crazy. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, but like the, like the example I gave, you know, you can still put them kind of close to you, but you know, what are you going to do at that point? Is your, it's not, you're not in control of that. So, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Hey guys, quick pause here to tell you about our sponsor Devault cryptocurrency. Ticker symbol DVT is a low cap coin with a market cap around 900,000. So there could be room for opportunity here. Not financial advice, but we really like this project. Yeah, the Devault Core Wallet is one of the best I've ever seen. Um, very user friendly, super easy to use with cold staking rewards. So it's like getting interest. Um, they're working on privacy with Terraform, also uh, DeFi to decentralize and replace financial institutions. So go ahead and check them out over at devault.cc and get you a Devault Core Wallet today. Also, be sure to check out the show notes to find exchanges that they are traded on. With that said, let's get back to the show. Um, All right. With that, you want to roll us into our next one? Yeah, I will. So this next one is pretty amazing. Basically, it's a... um, and I found this through Mike Maloney. Uh, shout out to Mike Maloney. Um, it's this article is from Sprott Money, and the article title is "A Time to Fight Back." And basically, they want to fight back against the central banks and Wall Street. So very cool. And because silver prices are super manipulated by banks and government and central banks. And Wall Street in general. And government has a lot of incentives to keep precious metal prices low because if precious metal prices go through the roof, they look really bad because it means, you know, and the central banks look bad too because it, it will, you know, obviously show currency debasement. So what they want to do, and th- this could be an opportunity, who knows, but, um, but, what this guy wants to do in this article is he wants everyone to buy a hundred ounces of physical silver. And, and I, I want to emphasize physical silver here um, because that's really the only way you're going to get around these short, these, um, these shorts and, uh, and cause serious problems for the, for, for the manipulators. Um, it's kind of like a, a GameStop, you know, Wall Street bets. You remember with Wall Street bets where they completely destroyed these shorts from these huge, huge hedge funds back a couple of months ago. And um, for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely entertaining. But they want to do it with silver and they want everybody to buy 
a hundred ounces of physical silver. And I would recommend probably, probably bullion would be best a hundred ounces of physical silver May 1st. So that way all of these hedge funds, these wall street people, and even central banks who are manipulating the price via shorts will have to, since they're shorting it, they'll have to buy back at higher prices. And it's really hard to destroy their shorts through ETFs because ETFs are don't exactly represent that commodity. Um, if you look at SLV, their ETF, and I haven't read their ETF data, their um, ETF data sheet for a while, but if I remember correctly, it's like they only need to have like 50% silver represents it and the other 50% is like other silver assets and then like a percentage that does represent the silver some of that is actually like paper assets. So like other silver stocks and stuff. And you can tell there's a lot of manipulation in silver prices. When you look at like a stock like SLV, where it says silver is at $24. But when you go to buy or sell it, it's a way higher price through these precious metal commodity exchanges. So yeah, with that said, it just looks like a great opportunity. And who knows if this actually happens? I mean, that would just be so cool. You know, I might, I might think about picking up just some silver now, like, you know, even if I don't have a lot of money, just like a couple ounces here and there, just see what happens and try to contribute to this um, hundred ounces of physical silver to try to fight back against the system, man. It's <laughs> the system, man. It's a, uh, well, if nothing else, system, here's cool about this. it's, it's that it's, <laughs> it's that, you know, you're, you're not, no matter what, you're not going to lose on this because you're getting silver. Like you're getting something, you're getting a physical something, you know, and it never hurts to diversify, right? Like, yeah, I mean, we love crypto, but, you know, I'd say that you're foolish if you don't also have some metals and you don't also hold some fucking Federal Reserve notes, <laughs> you know? Yeah, you um, want to be diversified, yeah. right? B- bottom line, if a hurricane comes, you know what I mean? Mighty gas from the gas station, what are they taking? They're taking the Federal Reserve notes, <laughs> you know? Um, if my well blows up and I need to spend three grand on a new pump, the well person isn't taking silver, they're taking Federal Reserve notes. I mean, I'd probably talk them into it if I had to. You know what I mean? But you get what I'm saying. You got to diversify and it's just, you know, being smart. And I mean, having jingly money is just so cool, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's 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 really a beautiful metal. I mean, <clears throat> you know, it's nice. So, and it's, it's very like, useful. It's like, I think- so the difference between gold and silver is that silver is an industrial metal so they use it for so much more stuff electronics even tesla uses a lot of silver for a variety of different stuff i think it's primarily for the batteries for electric yeah, cars a lot of silver and electronics a little bit of gold but not nearly as much Definitely Sol- silver. solar panels use a crap ton yeah. of and we're seeing a yeah. lot more solar stuff come out because people are trying to get away from the state grids that have a monopoly on our power and water yeah, yeah, solar is awesome for independence for sure. I don't necessarily think it's a save the polar bears thing, but definitely an independence thing. It's a it's it might cool. do something environment, you know, em- environmentally beneficial. Who knows? But yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not saying it does it. I'm just you know, yeah. yeah, I'm just saying on a you know, it's it's I'm not like get solar because it's going to save you know the planet. It's like hey, if you want something where the power goes out, or in some places like you know, if you're building a house and you're three miles from the closest power line, like you know, running three miles of power lines is hugely you know resource intensive where you could probably for less money 
build a badass solar system, you know, and not have to have any of that. Uh, yeah, so yeah, exactly. You know, it was cool. Then other thing I was gonna say is like, just, and like, then you're not dependent like, on the state where because exactly i think eventually the state will use power and water against people like okay if you if you don't want to be cut off um you have to do xyz and eventually i think it will get there because because they do have a monopoly on power and water Mm -hmm. in a lot of places um florida being one you even if you have your own completely self-sufficient power system you legally have to be hooked up to the power grid still and you know that even if you don't use any power it still costs like 25 dollars a month you know just to have the service uh and it, it's it's just a, god damn so basically like the argument is like well you know they do that because legally the power companies are required to provide you with power and service those lines so like i think that like on your own property you have to pay for the power lines and that's such a scenario gave where you're three miles away from the closest power line i think in a lot of places the power company is required to pay to get power to your property. Once it's to your property line, it's on you to extend the power lines. But so they're legally required to provide you with power. So I guess in that mindset, well, okay, yeah, you, you know, you just pay for it. But obviously the issue here isn't that, you know, um, oh, you should have to pay them because it's the issue is that they're required to do that, you know, by the state. So instead of just making more laws to make everybody pay for it, why don't we just not require the power companies? And, whatever we all get it like you said man there's just such status institutions these days whether they want to be or not you know they're just they're just required to be and it's really unfortunate i think if we get power power production and like trash <laughs> into like private hands i think that that would be like the best thing for like the environment and power especially i think that'd be just so so great for people you know because energy is you know a huge expense and that's what allows us to be modern and do all the amazing things that we can do is having good cheap energy yeah. okay i'm done yeah yeah i think um i think well, well correct me if i'm wrong but i think all pretty much any power company that supplies power is um like a, a status aren't aren't they government um they're all government right no, they have a lot of laws and stuff that, that, that um, you know, govern how they work. So there's a few things. So like the one that I have is actually really great. It's a co-op. So like I get a check at the end of the year if they have extra money, like leftover they didn't use. Like I get a check. It's not much. It's like 40 bucks, but it happens sometimes. Um, then there's some so like, okay, so then, and, and again, this probably varies greatly state to state. Um, but so Duke Energy is a big power company here and they have a lot of um, like power plants and everything. And it's funny though, because like, I, I want to say like they're private, but I mean, how can you differentiate it? Because here was a big issue they had a few years ago. They had this power plant, it was failing. It needed all this work. They couldn't, they couldn't afford to fix it. So they actually like the County imposed a tax on the citizens to pay, to fix up this power plant. They taxed the citizens and they never fucking fixed up the power plant. That power plant still has not produced any more electricity. It's like some old failing nuclear plant too. So, you know, it's one you kind of want to be in good shape. Um, so all the citizens just got completely screwed and they never got their power power plant. So, you know, I mean, we could have a whole debate about to even call that a private company or not at that point. Yeah, you know? <laughs> exactly. Um, so, you know, I don't, I really don't know. I mean, I don't know how to answer the question a hundred percent because it's just right. one of those things. It's like, if you want to be like a telecom company, you got to play ball with the government or you don't get to exist. You know, there's so many industries yeah. that are just like that. So it's like really how much, I mean, how much can you call them a private company? Maybe a little bit, but 
Yeah, then that's how banking was too. Um, before crypto was, you had to play ball with the government or else you couldn't exist. But yeah. uh, but 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 all my power everywhere that I've lived, all my power has been um through the city, which is which is a government, which has been government companies. So yeah, um, yeah, and, huge um, monopolies. I lived in huge monopolies for me, and um, you yeah. know they, they can jack up my prices, and I can't do anything about it. I can't go to anybody else. It really makes you want to get off grid and and uh, do your own thing. And oh, yeah. uh, I'll get there. I'll get there eventually. I'm I'm pretty close. So, but yeah, was there anything else you wanted to cover on that? We'll have the links to all these articles in the show notes below. So if you guys want to check them out, they're really good articles. And um, was there anything else you wanted to cover on that before we moved on? Not really. Um, I don't think I already said this. Is, is it just me or is gold ugly? Why do you think gold is pretty? I don't think gold's pretty. I think silver's cool looking. I think gold's ugly. I don't know. Or maybe it just looks I, I think gold's prettier, but um, but silver okay. silver's more useful. And uh, like, if you have you actually held like a, a little gold ounce or a gold coin in your hand? Yeah. I mean, other than the fact that I just like know what it's worth. I mean, that's pretty sexy, but. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> super sexy yeah 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 but no that's all i got <laughs> <laughs> all right let's take a quick second to shout out agorist acres seeds agoristacres.com stocks a variety of seeds for your garden or homestead they also have really cool packaging instead of those silly paper envelopes buy seeds with crypto support the counter economy and become self-sustaining today Agorist Acres offers fast shipping, so you can get started right away. Make sure you use code NEXUS10 at the checkout for 10% off of your orders. Also, they will donate a portion of the sale to Agorist Nexus, helping to bring you all the great content you expect. And all right, let's get on with it. Yeah, so we'll move on. Uh, this other one is, is interesting because it just kind of shows you like what central banks are all about. And... Um, and like what what they do and stuff. So this one's from Zero Hedge, and it basically talks about the Nikkei index and how prices have tumbled. And um, it dropped like more than like a thousand points on April twenty first. And this is because there was a, a problem in the market, and the central bank was expected to to purchase ETFs to prop up this market and they didn't. The thing is, is that they were expected to, like everyone expected them to, and they have been doing it for at least five years at least. So it just shows you like whenever it's convenient for them, they'll throw people under the bus. They won't do what they say. They'll manipulate the market however they want. It just kind of shows you like, maybe we need to start getting out of Wall Street. You know, not, you know, nothing here is financial advice, but Maybe we need to start getting out of Wall Street because I mean, I mean, I did. I, I got out of. I I was a trader for ten years, so I got out of Wall Street um, at least five years ago, and it's been at least five years now. So, but yeah, I think it really kind of shows you, like, you know, we we need to get get kind of leave these status and in institutions if we can, and and not support Wall Street and these central bankers because because when you play when you play with stocks and stuff. Yeah, there's no way you're you're going to beat these huge whales and and central banks. Um, it's just not going to happen. I mean, there are money making opportunities, of course, but you know, there's money making opportunities everywhere, right? We've got gold, silver, and crypto. So, and and hopefully, hopefully, something else comes along where you know, completely disruptive, whatever it may be, comes along and uh, 
and and helps us out. I want to see everything be disrupted by by the power structures. Um, what are your thoughts on this, Dag? Oh, the article is by Zero Hedge. The title is in. And first, since 2016, Japanese investors panic after stocks tumble and uh, Bank of Japan refuses to buy ETFs. So it's a pretty good article. It's not long at all. Definitely check it out. And uh, what are your thoughts on it, Doug? Um, I, I like what you said where you like um, they don't do what they're going to say or they don't help people out, you know, and it's a, uh, you know, there's not a lot of opportunity. I mean, there is opportunity, I guess, for like regular people, you know, to make dough on, on, on you know, like, uh, like, this, like the stock market and everything, but I don't know, there's not, I don't think there's much you can do to just generally make like a ton of money easily on it. I really think that when I say they, you know, the, whatever the, not even like a person or a, or a goal by a particular person, just the general nature of the bureaucracy and, you know, the beast of government. Here's an example of what I'm trying to say. Okay. So when the whole Robin Hood thing was, was happening, you know, what a couple months ago with GameStop and everything, didn't they like stop it where you couldn't buy anymore after a certain point like they cut off like trading for yeah yeah robin hood did that yeah yeah so like when you know regular schmoes like you or me or like you know the fucking boys that i know at the shop i work at you know like like they're sitting there making like a killing do you know finally a chance to get ahead and and, you know yeah yeah and they you know and they just cut them off but you know when fucking you know the big banks just just fuck everything up and get bailed out you know again and again it's you know it's just like i i don't know that it's shit like that is the reason why i don't even want to play in in their fucking games like this you know what i mean it's like yeah because they'll just change the rules they'll move the goalpost Mm -hmm. it's not really a winning game uh uh you know you can't really win that they've got all the power and they'll change the rules and that's one thing i love about crypto is that they can't change you know they can't they can't change it. And, and if they do, like, you know, if they do, we'll just fork, fork off and, and do our own thing. That's kind of what yeah. happened with Bitcoin. I mean, uh, coins. Uh, you know, that's what happened with, with the BTC version of Bitcoin. It was co-opted to um, try to make it slow and create a third-party trustee system with Lightning Network and, um, and Bitcoin Cash forked off so yeah that's 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 the real truth of of why bitcoin bitcoin cash forked is because central bankers funded a company called blockstream that um wanted to make bitcoin slow and so they brilliantly propagandized the market to believe that lightning network would be something that it's not and that um that small blocks are, are good for the network and um, and that the white paper doesn't really matter. So, um, and so, yeah, they co-opted the, the, they successfully co-opted the, the biggest cryptocurrency and, um, and we had to, you know, fork off from that. So. Um, yeah. yeah, I think I've uh, brought this up before, but it's really unfortunate that like the uh you know just the existence of the federal reserve and everything has just sort of made it where because your money you know loses value so consistently it's like you have to invest in the stock market you know in order to have any sort of savings or or stay afloat or whatever so it's like they really force people into this and it's just yeah it's just so beautiful that now we're coming out with currencies that we can just have and they increase in value you know actually having some sort of 
something at least closer to real money. You know, it's, it's, it's just a really beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Something that, um, that, you know, will, will, you know, most likely increase in value and, um, and yeah, it's, it's just, it's just been great. And, you know, I'm so grateful for crypto and, and what it's done for us to be able to get out of their systems and not have to play their games where they change the rules and um, manipulate everything. So. Mm-hmm. It's like it starts with currency, right? I mean, that's really important. But then of course, you know, like you mentioned earlier, just all the other, and a lot of it's so over my head, but like just some of the other cool, like, you know, just things that that technology opens up that we can eliminate the state from. So things like, you know, um, tokenization and, um, nfts and just uh just i don't know man there's just there's just so much so much stuff you know out there that this is that this is going to be able to replace you know it's just gonna make the state obsolete you know hopefully, yeah you know in so yeah. many ways or at least in certain areas yeah and no, uh, yeah I, I totally agree with you and and our our audience is so smart they um you know they probably already know this but uh but i do want to throw it out there anyway and you know, with, with tokenization, I mean, you can create whole entire stock markets with, without needing the, the SEC. And uh, it's so cool. And um, yeah, I love it. And and I actually, I talked about that in, a, in, in an article called um, Agorism and Breaking the Chains of the State. So if you guys want to check that article out, uh, definitely do so. But, um, but yeah, anything else on that, Dag? Yeah, man. No, the actual nuts and bolts of this kind of <laughs> stuff like this article is a little, it's a little much for me. I'm a, I'm new to this. Like I'm sitting here, dude. So here, you're a stock guy. Tell me, is this a word that's common? There was a 2% puke in the market. That's not a typo. Puke is a word. <laughs> um, Puke. Where are, you, where, where are you seeing that? Let me see if I can read the um, sentence. It's a, uh, let's see. Um, Two paragraphs up from the second graph, the BOJ ETF and J RIT purchases. Two paragraphs above it. I assume that means that I don't know a lot of sales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what Some they're referring purge. to. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, if you're gonna binge, you gotta purge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh shit! All right. So what do we got next? We're going to talk about the post office. Yeah, might as well. Yeah, go for it. Right. So we all know the post office sucks, but the, the post office has like, a, it's really some funny stories behind it. They've got like um, the, the postal inspector service or not service. It's a whatever. It's some sort of law enforcement agency. Yes. They have SWAT teams. There was something, what was it? Roger Stone, not Roger Stone. One of the, one of the, one of the Trump guys that they arrested, they arrested like on his yacht and it was like the post, the postal inspector postal inspectors or whatever uh there's a silly tv show about it anyhow apparently they also have been doing like spying work basically they've they've been doing a lot of social media stuff monitoring social media and then reporting to what's called fusion centers we talked about it before on the show but they're basically these information gathering centers you know for the government and so let's say your local sheriff or whatever decides he doesn't like you for whatever reason there's a lot of information that they can just go gather from the nsa and everything on you uh they can get a lot of metadata from you they can get things like license plate um scan so they can see like where you drive and everything and also have to get gps but they can see like you know where you drive all this stuff they don't need a warrant for this stuff and a lot of times these other intelligence agencies 
let's say they find out there's going to be a drug deal. They can alert the cops. The cops can go bust them. And then because this is all like top secret, the cops are allowed to completely make up the investigation. It's called parallel investigation. They're able to make up an investigation to, you know, like, like fake how they got this information to get the warrants to go bust these people. And you're not allowed to know as a defendant. So you're not allowed to even like properly defend yourself. Um, and wow. like this happens, like this, this happens all the time. And I'm sorry, this isn't even in this article. It's just just came up but it's something that it's something that they do so yeah you know you really got to be like you know aware of this some of the stuff that this came out with i guess was some um protests and things like that they've been gathering information on protests a lot of social media stuff uh they hang out on social media and look into you know whoever they don't like at the time right now it's whoever they label as right-wing extremists so that's you know <laughs> that's a lot of people uh unfortunately um who really don't fall into that category <clears throat> but at any rate it's anybody they can uh they can label as that so you know what really sucks about this is i think yahoo news is the people who like got the information and came out with this like like the shittiest news agency like ever is the one who actually came out with this again like we brought up on this show before where are the fucking big news people on something like this you know because people should be upset about this but yeah and it's it is big news yeah and you don't see cnn and all these uh you know but but a lot of people think that um that we we've got private companies doing news in this country and and that's really not the case they're all really not private um yeah like we were talking about before you know they're they're so in bed with them and like i made this point million times but you have to get a license from the government to have a tv station so i mean i think in effect we can say it's all state media because if they don't want to give you that license they're not gonna so if you're saying something they don't want to say or you don't play by their rules like i mean just the fcc's like rules what they're allowed to do and what they're allowed to control like in general there's like a whole court thing about it when they came into being like yeah no the constitution doesn't apply on television you know we're allowed to control what you can say uh it's yeah it's silly but not to bring up operation mockingbird too but yeah. uh then, you know <laughs> yeah. then you've got the cia infiltrating every single major news outlet so yeah know. but yeah so they're spying on you too um you know probably no shocker to any of us and what's funny we were talking about this before i guess too. i guess my question for you oh go, go mm-hmm. ahead go ahead oh i was just gonna say it's just funny because it's what they're doing doesn't have anything to do with mail it's not like they're investigating mail it's not like they're checking mail for terrorism stuff you know what i mean like <laughs> like it'd be a terrible like you know a blatant like privacy issue if they're like opening mail and reading it right but it's like at least that would like be in line with what they do which is mail you know here they're just trolling fucking at social the media post office yeah 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 so it's silly but what were you gonna say so i guess i guess my question for you is how would somebody try to get around being spied on and in, in this in this manner uh, don't use shitty social media services. Don't <laughs> don't use Google. You know, again, this wasn't anything mail related. I mean, who uses the mail anymore? Anyhow, I mean, you send in correspondence through the mail. I don't know. It might be one of the safest ways to be honest these days. Don't don't be on stupid right wing Telegram groups. You know, talking about storming the Capitol. That'd probably be a good thing to do. Is don't do stupid <laughs> stuff like that. And but I mean, I hate that. That makes me sound like you yeah, don't do anything wrong. You don't have anything to fear. But I mean. <laughs> it's you know don't be don't be stupid i guess yeah just Um, just basically have good um operational security right like that's yeah and i mean that's really sucks because it's it's so hard to even trust any any platform 
these these days, right? Because even like Keybase that I like is like didn't like Zoom buy them or something, and like now it's yeah, like, you know, they, they, it's they, a they Chinese it's sense, a Chinese company, right? Know? But I mean, thing is, is like I I'd rather me personally, I'd rather be spied on by the Chinese than by yeah. by the U.S. That's just me personally. Yeah. Everyone has to pick. Keybase, so like I'm everyone has to occasionally, just... yeah. I mean, everyone has to occasionally pick pick their own spies right and uh, yeah yeah me just me personally it's more beneficial for me because most of the time the chinese are gonna be like whatever um in in my case but um who knows what the what the u.s might do to some some guy kind of like me and and you know so yeah (laughs) (laughs) so but yeah, I don't know. That's it. Post office sucks. Monopoly on letter carrying. What are you going to do? Yeah. And I think that's pretty much all we got yeah, today. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Do we want to say anything about just crypto in general? Um, BTC tumbled. <laughs> it actually did drop quite a bit. It was like, I think I saw it back down into the 40s um, there briefly. Yeah. Pretty much everything tumbled except for, yeah, uh, except for R. Yeah. Pirate. <laughs> Pirate that's, chain, that's, so. that's, that's been pretty incredible so. yeah yeah you know um good for that, them that, you know good, yeah. good for them hey, that, that was my first episode on the nexus as co-host was uh we were interviewing them so we've uh we've had them on here before yeah yeah it's um it's it, it's decent project and you know i i, I love privacy coins so yeah yeah um, yeah it um, definitely seems like a cool privacy coin and uh and yeah just it it going it's funny because like i think there was even didn't like regular regular stocks like our our stock market didn't they drop or something here this week or today did something happen um yeah i think so uh well i can it's, double it's just check great that that when, yeah all this craziness and other you know stock markets and cryptos just consistently being pretty cool yeah the dow jones features dropped and um I was, I was keeping an eye on bch too obviously and yeah it was you know it dropped a little bit like i think i saw it went down to like seven and i was like oh but then I checked it like the next morning and it was like back up in the nines. I was like, okay, cool. You know, it's a, it seems to be hanging out up there pretty consistently now. It's, it's great. It's like seeing, seeing something like R where something really jumps like that is really cool. But it's like, I, I kind of, I mean, I want to see everything go up, but it's like, I'd like to see some sort of less volatility and a little more regularity or predictability just because I feel like that's kind of what we're going to need for people to really start using it as like, you know, like maybe like mass adoption to use as like a general currency for like trade. Um, and I don't know if that's ill-founded. I just feel like when things climb really quickly, people just want to hold it, which not necessarily anything wrong with that, but you know, come on, we got to spend it. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, um, I mean, I don't really hate on any crypto. Um, yeah. I, uh, I, I want them all to do good. I'm glad pirates doing good. So, um, good for you guys. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I've, I've purchased pirate in the past, so, you know, I've been happy with that coin and uh, hopefully it continues to do good. So um, with that said, yeah. And, you know, it's, it's kind of cool seeing, uh, seeing something, even pre-search has kind of stayed around the same price. They haven't really dropped too much. Um, yeah. Which, which is yeah. cool too. So, but yeah, um, but yeah, with that said, I think we should finish up with the quote and study, unless you have uh, something else. Nah, man, that's it, dude. I think we covered a bunch. You got a quote handy? Yeah, I do. I do. In a time of deceit, telling the truth 
as a revolutionary act. George Orwell. The Gorsh next is out. Peace.